Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The uh, sexual harassment and sexual assaults against women in Cologne, Germany on New Year's Eve, and now with other German cities mentioned as places where similar attacks took place, are the focus of a national police investigation in Germany, as women and police on site in Cologne spoke of uh, many of the mob of men involved in the assault being what they believed to be of Arab and North African origin. A police commander spoke of at least one man tearing up his asylum card and telling the police, there's nothing you can do to me, I'm from Syria, and Mrs. Merkel wants me in Germany. Angela Merkel is now speaking of possible expulsion from Germany of any individual found guilty of breaking German criminal law. There have been protests and counter-protests that have taken place, and women have been advised to stay home at night in some areas. European and global media covering the story, uh, which sat dormant for a few days post-New Year's Eve. There's more and more coverage of that, of the story as it develops. Yesterday I spoke with um, a reporter from Agence France Presse about that uh, particular situation. And he said that um, as a liberal, he didn't want to think that uh, it had anything to do with, with the refugee claimants or migrants that have made their way to Germany. But he also said you can't ignore what uh, what has happened, what they've seen, what they're talking about. You can find that interview at uh, RoyGreenShow.com in the podcast, as you'll be able to hear the interview I'm about to do with the Dr. Zudi Jasser, the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, former United States Navy lieutenant commander and author of The Battle for the Soul of Islam, an American Muslim patriot's fight to save his faith. Zudi, thank you very much uh, for taking the time on uh, the Sunday to talk to me about this. What's your assessment of what's being reported from Germany about New Year's Eve sex harassment and assaults? Uh, and, and women saying some, and some of the German police have said this as well, men who looked Arab or from North Africa. You think that's an unfair case of profiling, which some people are going to say is the case? Well, Roy, thanks for having me. You know, I don't think it's profiling. I mean, I think they're finding that the reality is there was initially a conspiracy of silence on this story. I mean, you and I are talking about this on the 10th, and uh, the story wasn't reported for a number of days until three or four days ago there started to be reports of what actually happened. And it wasn't just isolated in one or one or two neighborhoods or one or two towns. There was a coordinated spread of this uh, into multiple areas of rapes and gang rapes and other things, and most of the assailants uh, appear to be those uh, from Syria, from North Africa, from the Middle East. So uh, this is the reality of what happened. The, the, you know, the reality, I believe, is that if you look, remember the story of Lara Logan right after uh, yes. the, uh, in Tahrir Square, and there were mass uh, gang attacks upon women happening. Uh, the Islamists were unleashed during the revolution that happened in Egypt. Uh, they felt that they could continue to victimize and and uh, objectify women who weren't adhering to what they appeared and felt was Sharia. And I think New Year's Eve was sort of that uh, occasion in which they saw the West uh, participating in their uh, New Year's uh, drinking and doing other things that they felt to be un-Islamic. Many of them were also drunk themselves. Remember the 9-11 hijackers, before they did their acts, uh, also went out to, uh, did acts of pro- with acts of prostitution and other things. So many of these men think since they're going to heaven, they're participating in an Islamic state. The West is un-Islamic, so they can basically exploit it and uh, commit these acts of violence and and uh, 
uh, acts of, of criminality upon the society that they view to be un-Islamic. One of the accounts that I read, actually I read it several times, was that there appeared to be three individuals, three men, and groups of other men would go to these three men, and they would point to certain areas, and then the guys who'd gone, the, the individuals who'd gone to these three men, they would head over to the area they were told to go. So that's, you know, just, just from that description, it sounds like there was significant organization that's taken place. Absolutely. And, you know, many of us, uh, the saddest thing is, is not only what they did to these women, but we have family that are legitimate refugees. Right. The majority of these uh, people are trying to escape persecution and, and attacks, be they Muslim, Christian, or others in Syria. And to see these, these barbarians do this, you realize that uh, uh, there is a struggle going on. When you have generations of dictatorship, it creates a milieu of complete corruption in which uh, you have uh, gangs and other mentalities that arise, and they will exploit every opportunity they can, as they did the exodus of so many of these refugees into Europe. Yeah, because, you know, you you see the families of uh, people who are are getting out and just trying to get away from from what they've been exposed to, the violence, you know, women and children. And and now we have this in in Cologne and other places. Daily Mail yesterday uh, wrote about other countries as well, uh, Luxembourg and... uh, uh, Austria and Switzerland were mentioned. What is the? How do you see this developing? How? What? How do you counter this, Zuri? You have to counter it by a strategy that includes an engagement against political Islam, an engagement against Islamist groups, but also an engagement with devout Muslims. I mean, the best antidote to this is a morality, a a moral compass, and a belief that. A humility uh, that the West is giving you freedom that uh, you need to assimilate and understand uh, what the Western culture is and not uh, treat it in a way uh, that is uh, so inferior. So uh, we have to be able to enter the battle of ideas. We've been completely separated from that. And you look, I mean, even some of these folks uh, that are in their second generation that are Islamists in London and Germany, uh, they, while they're getting welfare and support from the government, they are preaching anti-Westernism and, and trying to establish a Sharia state. So uh, these types of hypocrisies are not new just for refugees, but they're, they're, they're part, part, of the, part and parcel of the communities that we are too embarrassed because of political correctness to actually engage them. And I think Muslims have to lead this. I was taught by my parents that I love America because of the freedom it gave me, and part of my Muslim responsibility is because of the freedom this society gives me and the moralities that I learn is to appreciate it and lift it up and be proud of that and uh, give back to my country because of what it gives me. So these types of values we have to start to figure out how to embody. And Europe is, running, is, is suffering an identity crisis because as open-armed as Merkel and others have been, what does it mean to be German? What does it mean to be Finnish or Dutch? They're, they're losing their, their grasp on that. Well, I was uh, reading, I think we all have uh, read stories that in, in Sweden, kids and people in Sweden are being told their culture doesn't matter. And, and you know, you, you, this is when you get backlash, and this is what concerns me, that, um, you know, the best of intentions and, and the best of efforts can be... Um, pushed aside with a lack of appropriate leadership from the top and then and then you and then you get the backlash and what's happened in Cologne and then they try to sit on it as you said for a number of days the chief of police in Cologne was fired 
and and uh, and eventually people become just become angry enough that they're not going to sit back and, and do nothing and those become worrisome times really worrisome times and roy the the most instructive thing in this story this week we started our muslim reform movement and it's bipartisan we we look to the fact that we have so much work to do against not only political islam but violent jihadism for the equality of men and women etc and the women's rights issues are front and center 99 percent of the islamists that believe in jihad treat women as slaves they don't believe in the equality of men and women so these issues are not only oh by the way these are uh, gangs that are just going around trying to commit uh, uh, acts against women it is part of the islamist mentality so where is the left where are the feminists that can join us this is not a partisan issue i hope this type of thing wakes up the 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 left movement and the feminists in europe to say you know what wait a minute yes we do believe in the protection of minorities we we are no longer going to demonize the right as being anti-minority but work with them to to highlight the the uh deviance if you will of the islamist ideology which is also anti-woman zudi uh, as i uh, as i we have about a minute as i kept reading more and, and finding out more i started to think about this being an act of terrorism it really is i mean this is where it's headed it's one and the same uh terrorism is the political change as uh, acts against women and violence against women is the misogyny and the control of women in in uh, muslim societies muslim majority societies so it's one and the same uh type of uh, uh theocratic mentality. Okay. Can uh, can anyone get involved with the American Islamic Forum for Democracy? Absolutely. AIFdemocracy.org, and we have a coalition of organizations under the Muslim Reform Movement. You can come to our website, muslimreformmovement.org, and uh, find us on Facebook. So anybody listening now can get engaged. Tell us, uh, AIFD? AIFdemocracy.org, AIFdemocracy.org, and MuslimReformMovement.org. All right. Zudi, thank you for taking the time. Anytime. Thank you, Roy. Dr. Zudi Jasser, the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, on the Roy Green Show on the Corus Radio Network. When we come back, uh, he's, one of our, he's one of our most recognized and celebrated Canadians because of everything that he's done. He works 25 hours a day. He's um, an amazingly successful entrepreneur, great employer. He's a um, basketball referee, sans pareil, without equal. The only Canadian to referee NCAA basketball in Division One, refereed Michael Jordan's first game, was the 1976 gold medal basketball referee the, uh, the, in, in the Summer Olympics in Montreal. And um, he was the uh, honorary colonel for the Argyle and Sutherland Regiment, and, of course, uh, Corporal Nathan Cirillo was an Argy. And uh, Ron Foxcroft met with uh, Queen Elizabeth a few months ago in London at Buckingham Palace. He's received an honor which really significantly is important to him. And if you're a sports fan, it's going to be important to you. Ron Foxcroft and another guest when we come back. <laughs> 